great shows or join the Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to the FPL Masterclass. It is game week 22, Rob. We have just had probably the longest double game week I can ever think of. I mean, I completely forgot that West Ham were even playing yesterday and a couple of other teams as well, like Southampton. But you know what? I'm sitting here on 85 points. I'm very, very happy. The average was, you know, in the 40s. So for me, it was a very, very positive game week. Welcome back, guys. As always, make sure you give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hader underscore Barney and give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Rob, successful double game week for you? Yes, because the late gamble for me was obviously last week's show, we talked a lot about Salah and how to prepare for the exit of Mohamed Salah to the AFCON. Um, and I was banking on keeping him for a bit. And then when I kind of looked at the way that the game week was going before the deadline, it really seemed that it was time to just do a gamble on West Ham. Why? Because West Ham got that, you know, flash double game week, kind of shoved in with the extra games. So I had uh, Antonio, I brought in Bowen, and I brought in Kufal, and it worked. You know, it was a huge week for West Ham. As you said, I think the, the differential this week were those like yourself who captained Bowen, and that was the difference really in terms of maybe getting elite points in the 70s and the 80s, and those people who maybe got good weeks, but were more in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. We saw, as we said, the averages were down. And the idea is to beat the average. That's the, every week. If you're beating the average, you're doing something right. Absolutely. Uh, looks like Shersha also got 85. Thanks, Cohen. He's stopping by to say hi. Um, nice conversation on Sakaria. Yeah, guys, make sure you check out the Dennis Sakaria show that we did you know why he's a good fit for Manchester United there's some lovely uh, visual effects that we've put into there as well some videos we've changed it up so we'd love uh, for you to give that a like as you know subscribe and make sure you uh, share that to all your friends but Rob we're talking FPL today let's get your team up from last week I'm quite sitting here quite smug because obviously you messaged uh, you watched that um, us in our group chat didn't you saying oh look I had all the West Ham players I got 76 and I was like well listen I got 85 this week it's all about the small wins but look we both we both did very very well uh my team was centered around bowen with 42 points um you know he was he was absolutely fantastic he could have had more goals actually if you actually you know watching the game yesterday but you know average is 46 so quite low considering it was a double game week i'm quite surprised i think a lot of people genuinely forgot to change their teams i was talking to quite a few people in my leagues and they just completely forgot the deadline and this happens this time of the year and they didn't double up on west ham but that's where really the points came didn't they you know you're looking at yourselves overall ranking of uh just under three and a half thousand you know in the world so looking at your team here look it's really centered around bowen and antonio and kufal and look you've done really really well and you're laughing, really. But you took Salah out. And it's funny because you said, don't burn Salah early. What? But you took yeah. him out. And the reason why I did that was I didn't technically burn him. I used my extra free hit because I had a free hit from the other free hit. So I had two. 
So I banked them. So I looked at it like that. And when the West Ham game come up, that was the only reason why I did it. Otherwise, I'd have stuck with just Salah. That's all I'd have done. And I wouldn't have really changed much more than what I'd said on last week's show. The issue for us here is that when FPL changed things in the very last minute, obviously, we can't keep up to date with that with the show. We can only go live a day or two before. We try and give you guys two days notice. So you've actually got some time to see what happens when we say, you know, this is what we think we're going to do. And this is how we think that the game is going to go this week. But we cannot be on the minute. We can't be. So when that West Ham extra game got added in, I looked at that and I just thought it's too good. It's too good a week. Sometimes the double game weeks don't lean in your favour. And we're going to talk about that a lot when we talk about game week 22, because this is probably one of the biggest game weeks so far for it as a double game week. But it's also one of the most complicated because this is the kind of week where people make lots of mistakes. You were just saying there, people, the average were 44 when they forgot. I don't believe that. I think what they did was they just didn't exploit West Ham. So we did well. You did well. I did well because we exploited West Ham in that game. I brought. I didn't want to bring in Kufal, but I decided to do it because my Chelsea players were like, well, they're not doing anything at the moment. Let's, let's put them out. Happy to bring in the West End players. Always about the matchup. So Bowen's done really well. Obviously, 21 points is a fantastic return. Obviously, he was my vice captain. I went with Antonio because I just thought goal scoring was more likely against those teams. And Bowen is generally the one who sets them up, isn't he? So I lean towards Antonio. So I'm not disappointed that I didn't didn't put Bowen in it. I'd have had an extra 10 points or something like that, 20 points. And I would have been happy with that and, and come away with 90. But I've already had major wins across the season, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, look, you outperformed the average quite considerably. I mean, look, I was actually debating, was it Antonio or Bowen as captain? That was my big debate. And, and then when I looked at the recent form and it showed that Bowen had scored more goals, had more shorts, more assists, mm. and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for him. Uh, and to be honest with you, Rob, you know, like, after the first game, I was thinking, you know, Antonio came out with more points. I was thinking, have I made the right decision? But yeah. look, it, it, it turned out really well for me in the end. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a look at my team here as well. You know, I brought in Regulon. And uh, he got me returns. Trent only got four. Salah got a goal. Um, I'm looking at my bench as well. Semedo, he was he got a he had a really good performance. He got eight points. So, you know, generally speaking, <laughs> the West Ham players were the ones that that did mm -hmm. help me there. But let's move on now to the fixture. The fixtures coming up. So, you've mentioned that uh, you know you did take out your Chelsea players. So let's kind of focus on Chelsea and. Why are you saying here today that Chelsea shouldn't be a team that you go for despite the fact they have a double game week? Right. Well, it's about to get messy. So double game week coming up this week. We'll talk about selections and everything that goes with that. But also, as you can see here from this fixture list going forward, blank game weeks. Blank game weeks are killers, especially when you're talking about the top teams. So Chelsea have got a nightmare double uh, blank game week coming up in 24 and 25. That's two whole weeks that if you have Chelsea players, you're going to have to bench them. You will get zero from them. And when you look at Chelsea's three fixtures before those doubles, well, Manchester City, don't fancy that. Brighton and Hove Albion will be a tough game. And Tottenham, another tough game. So Chelsea's form itself, they're still obviously in the real world up there in the Premier League, but... Fancy football is not the real world, is it? It's about scoring points, looking at matchups and finding the players that will get you the points to win your game. So Chelsea, I, I look at that double game week. And again, people might look at that. And Chelsea fans, for instance, you know, who will play the game now with their heart rather than their head. They'll go, oh, got double game week coming up. I'm going to get Lukaku in, going to get Mason Mount in, going to put uh, Alonso in. 
that might work. You might do that. But the odds are telling you that Manchester City, Brighton and Tottenham is not a very good triple, is it? So that's kind of the way I look at it. And when you look at the doubles, I'm going to walk people through here what they are. And then we'll kind of look at maybe the bits you can exploit. Manchester United, they're at the top of this list. This is all in order of difficulty. So United have got five really good games there. You know, Villa, Brentford, West Ham, who've obviously playing well, Burnley and Southampton. All very winnable games for Manchester United. But Manchester United are absolutely rubbish. So you might get Ronaldo in there. You might get Bruno in there. I think there are there's tips and hints with Man United. Luke Shaw's come back. Looks like he might be able to get uh, assists from the left-hand side for United, but I don't fancy them at the top. But then you've got Watford, and Watford have got this double up with Newcastle and Burnley. And this is, I think, one of the only doubles that kind of makes sense for Dennis, uh, for Josh King. So when you kind of go down and say, well, we will break them down, Leicester have got a half-decent double, but run into Tottenham. Uh, Brighton have got Palace, which is nice, but then Chelsea, which isn't nice. Brentford, Liverpool and United. No thanks. Stay away from them. You know, they might do well, Brentford, but you can't predict it. it. It would just be a guess. Tottenham, Arsenal, tough game. Leicester, tough game. So that's a little bit like, mm, not sure. Burnley, Leicester and Watford, kind of a, a bad double for them as well. Leicester's a tough team. Obviously, they've not played well this year, Leicester, but Watford score goals at least. And at the very bottom, as there is Chelsea, as we've just gone over. You know, you've mentioned, obviously, the teams that have got the double game week. I mean... It's a it's a tough one, isn't it? Because we're looking at United. Let's talk about the 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 one and only player, Cristiano Ronaldo, because that's a player that I think a lot of people will be flocking towards. Um, you know, he didn't play against uh, Villa in in the in the Monday fixture in the FA Cup. So you know, I mean, I'm looking. I'm not. I'm not even going to touch Ronaldo. I'm not even going to touch Bruno. United, are, like you said, they're awful. They're in terrible form. I, I think the only player that I've got, and he's currently in my squad, and uh, you know, he got me didn't get me many returns. Well, I actually benched him in the last game. Was Dallo. If I'm looking at any United players, it's the two fullbacks. Centre-backs, no. United, they have started keeping clean sheets under Ranić, but they're still, you know, they're not going to give you more than that, are they, in the other side? United haven't scored a set-piece goal, so you don't have that threat in the other end. I'm looking at the midfielders as well. You might want to bring in McTominay, um, Rob, possibly as someone who can give you a bit for that. I wouldn't personally, but you might want to do that if you want to bring a midfielder. Nah. Uh, Rashford's very out of form. Mason, possibly, again, hasn't scored for a while. Sancho, no, probably not. So, really, when you're looking at that, I, I mean, I'd be avoiding my United players like the plague. I might play Dallow just because of double gaming. But again, there's no guarantee he's going to st start because we saw Wambasaka start uh, very recently against Wolves. So, yeah, look, United isn't an attractive proposition. And maybe we need to discuss the fact that maybe this double game week isn't an attractive double game week as double game weeks go. No, it isn't. It's a really horrible double game week. As I said, what you want with double game weeks is teams that reflect the the, the play you're going for, that they can do something against both teams. That's why you kind of rip things up. You know, use your, um, your wild cards, use your free hits. This isn't it. Last week for West Ham was that one game for them that looked attractive and it worked. You know, as I said, you, you, I did it. You you did it with Bowen and lots of people did it with Bowen with, with the with the captaincy. Um, so that was great. But what, I think when you look at this double game week, people are going to get excited by it. And what I'm telling you to do is don't get excited by it because you're going to make mistakes that you're then paying for for the next six weeks because you'll be reconstructing your team from a wild card that you, you kind of did it on the spur of the moment. We talked about Ronaldo just there. 
Ronaldo, you know, he still scored lots of goals this season, you know, compared to other strikers. But if you're going to pay over that £12 million mark, I want stone-cold guarantees. I don't want guessing. So Ronaldo against Villa, Brentford, West Ham, Burnley and Southampton, he might score 10 goals. He might not even play. So this is the problem, is that with Ranić's system, there are definitely question marks to be said about whether Ronaldo will play all those minutes. And I think the leaning is now towards that Ronaldo might play just less and less, just slowly and slowly. Certainly if Cavani plays better, certainly if Greenwood plays better up top, if Rashford suddenly rediscovers his form, he'll be in the team. Too many variables. FPL shouldn't be a guessing game. If you're watching this show now and you're saying, well, I have to have Ronaldo for Salah, then you're doing it wrong. So there, we're going to tell you who the right player is to get into your team for Salah, but we have already mentioned him, but I won't say his name again. And it's a budget option because I think this year is about saving your pennies for the right time. What do you do when Salah comes back in three or four weeks? You bring him back? Of course you should. So do you prepare for that? Is that more? Is that a better way of keeping your money and spending wild cards and all of those things? Or do you want to kind of burn it on some very, very dubious game weeks this week? Yes, doubles. That Yes, there are options there, but you need to chill your boots a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to Watford. You mentioned a little bit earlier, and look, they've got Newcastle and Burnley. That's probably the nicest uh, set of fixtures for any of the teams in the double game week. I've got Dennis. I mean, look, he is 75% likely to play. I'd imagine he probably does play, but, you know, we'll need to wait till tomorrow's presser to find that out. That's very, very key, guys, as well. Always make sure you listen to the press conferences and see who's playing who's not. Press conference was today. He's fit. So he's fit. He's so, yeah. Rob's already told me. See, I always do all my FPL, Rob, the day before. I, I, I just, I don't play around and I, I spend, you know, whatever it is, however many hours it is. And I wait right on top until I sometimes, you know, if it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, I'll lay on this 11 or 1130 uh, deadline. I'll do it at 10 o'clock in the morning. because I just, I need time sometimes. And, and I just need well, to do you know what? Last week, sorry, just to jump in on you. Just last week, I did exactly that. And that's why I played my, my uh, extra free hit. And I did it half an hour before the deadline. And with 20 minutes to go, FPL servers crashed. I remember so no this. one, no one could change their team in the last 20 minutes. And people went obviously barmy about that. And I would have yeah. gone barmy. But I, honestly, I, I did it by seconds that I changed that. <laughs> I, I, I brought the West Ham players in because I just made that choice because I was like, no, it makes total sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people were on Twitter firing away going, what's going on with the servers? And they all crashed. <laughs> Less you're you're doing learned. it the right way. Do it as late as possible, yeah. definitely, always. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. But look, we, we spoke about Dennis, but, uh, you know, there's yeah. another striker, isn't there, at Watford, who you could double up and you could go and get Josh King. I mean, is that mm-hmm. something you possibly are considering for this game week? I, ha- I have considered it. I said I will reveal my team afterwards and kind of the options that I've looked at. Uh, but I think it's a good option. You know, I think especially this year, and we've seen it again, where strikers have not been particularly prolific. You know, you, you, you're not, you're not leaning too heavily on a Ronaldo or a Harry Kane or something at the moment. It's said that you might go that way. Um, but the form book is still telling you that the players in the mid-tiers and lowers, or even you know, players in the bottom five or six teams, have got players who can score goals. So I think a King-Dennis double-up against Newcastle and Burnley, quite like that. That's the kind of tip that I go for. Whereas when you kind of look down the list, yeah, there's plenty of decent strikers at those clubs, but they are much tougher double game weeks. It feels like you might get one good performance 
and then the second just a normal two-pointer. Brentford did that last week. You know, Brentford looked like that they had a, a really good option. I had Tony in my team as part of uh, my um, my free hit. And in the two games, he got me one point. Thanks, Tony. Oh, don't even talk to me about Tony, Rob, because he's been absolutely shocking. And he will be coming out my team this week. For sure. Um, the yeah. Tony experiment is over. Look, he, he gave is. some good returns early on, but Brent, Brentford also dropped off a cliff in terms of form. Naturally, you do see that with sides that do come up, so it's not really a surprise, and they've just had a fantastic season. But yeah, it is time to take Tony out. I mean, look, Mbumo is the one that did actually get the assist as well, didn't he, uh, in the last game? So when we're looking at it as well, let's, let's touch quickly on Leicester. Obviously, we'll go through your teams uh, and different variable options in a while, but uh, any Leicester players, they've got... Uh, Spurs and they've got Burnley. Anyone that you would consider possibly or is a good shout for only uh, Madison, for only Madison at 6.9 million. Um, I think Madison is viable, like he's had two or three really huge game weeks and hauls, and he's scoring goals, and he's kind of back to the form that got him in the England squad a couple of years ago. But it's still risk there with him. This is the thing, and this is why I've not picked him. Uh, I, I really did. I played around with my team. I thought about maybe using a wild card to kind of get a few players in who could then give me value in the weeks ahead. But I look at Leicester and I just think, you know, as, as kind of as tempting as Burnley is, Tottenham will probably be a fairly tight game, obviously on the road as well. <laughs> There's better midfielders. That's the way I look at it. It's not a case of saying that, that Madison won't get points in the next two weeks. It's just still thinking that there are still better midfielders out there and you can get a better midfield five by kind of forsaking someone at that kind of seven million pound bracket. There's still plenty of value before below that who you would expect to get points. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I think uh, while they're picking up form, I would be avoiding avoiding that as well. Brighton, Rob. Mm. Neil Mope, surely you can't really be looking beyond him. He's someone I'm considering looking at my my striking options. But they have got a blank, haven't they, in game week 24? So I know that obviously they're going to be playing three fixtures up until then. So essentially, you know, it you know it does cover up for that blank game week. But uh, yeah. would you be would you be thinking yes and going against the rule of obviously if they've got a blank, you wouldn't be bringing them in? Well, it's not the rule. I think what it is, is that it's about opportunity. So I think Marpai against Palace and Chelsea is a really good double up for him because he could score in both of those games. And I think Chelsea are not particularly as defensively savvy as they have been in recent, you know, incarnations. And Palace is a good matchup for Brighton. It's a kind of derby match, Palace versus Brighton. It's a Eagles versus the Seagulls. It's a whole South London versus South Coast thing. So that's going to be a big match. And uh, and I think the the Mapa could do well with the blank game week. If you've got a player from Brighton, I'm all right with putting them on the bench and burying them for a week. It's just that Chelsea. If I've got two or three players from Chelsea, you know, like two defenders like I've had before, I've had Alonso, uh, Reese James, and then say a Mason Mount or other people who want to bring Lukaku in. That's not good look, is it? Because that's like forty odd points there, there that you're going to potentially hemorrhage. If you if you're going to not have Malpai for one week, it's two points, nothing. So I think for the smaller teams, it's not as important. Whereas quite often with the bigger clubs, when they have blank game weeks, you tend to have more than one player, don't you? You have multiples. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, it's not like you're burning an absolute eleven eleven million pound hole in your in your team, really. So yeah, that's a, that's a very fantastic point. Uh, we'll we'll move on to. Harry Kane, Son's injured, so he was actually my option. You know, we were talking about it last week. I was thinking, you know, if, if well, when Salah does go, Son will come in. He's out now for for a little bit. Uh, 
are you going to take a punt on Harry Kane? They've got Arsenal and then I believe that's Leicester. Um, so mm, I'm not too sure. Spurs weren't particularly good midweek. I know they rotated a little bit um, against Chelsea, but um, they've been decent in the team, to be honest, uh, in the league, to be honest. Um, I am not taking a punt on Harry Kane. Just simple as that. Harry Kane's been a staple of my teams for years. Goals, assists. Harry Kane looks miserable, doesn't he? You know, we've talked a lot about Marcus Rashford at Man United in recent times. Harry Kane looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. He'd rather just be on a beach, I think, with his feet up, rather than playing for Spurs anymore. He's one of our own, is he? Well, he might well be, but he's not exactly showing it, is he? So I look at that, and it doesn't mean, again, that Harry Kane won't score goals. I always try to kind of back that up, because he might. So when you look at kind of Tottenham's run here, Arsenal, it's kind of a big game. Harry Kane might turn up for that. Leicester, decent game. Chelsea, decent game. So he might, might be turn up for all of those games, but still tougher to score against those opponents. And then you've got Southampton and Wolves. I just think, again, if you're kind of projecting and you're going to spend big money on a big player, you want guarantees every week. You want the kind of Salah feel. You want the Mane feel. You want the Trent Alexander feel. Players who just get points, whoever you play against. So you've got Foden still, it's kind of plays in the seven to eight, nine million pound bracket. Will Phil Foden score more points over a five-week period than Harry Kane? At the moment, I would still say, yeah. You know, even if Foden doesn't start games, he'll come on, he'll get assists, he'll get goals. So I think that when you're looking at big players, make sure they give you the payback. So obviously, it's Kane or Ronaldo. And the question is, which one? Yeah, absolutely. Alan's got a question here, and Robbie, we'll talk about the... Um you know, how how we deal with the Salah question. He's asking, obviously, Salah with Jota. Well, Alan, you should be having both. So that's what I'm going to say. There shouldn't be an either or. If you're doing FPL right this season, you are having, you're doubling up on both of them. It felt nice to say that, Rob. That's what you say to me all the time. But <laughs> we're going to move on now. And we've got a, mu- a couple of multiple options, guys. So get your questions in as well about players. We'll, we'll try and answer them. But uh, look, the question is, you could either use your free hit this double mm-hmm. game week. I mean, that's something we discussed off air, but I'm not going to be doing yeah. that now because I will wait for better game, double game weeks. You could <laughs> use you your wild to. card. You did convince <laughs> me not to. Well, listen, I'm starting to listen to the show and my, my scores are going up. I had a couple of bad weeks before this one um, and I needed this, you know, because I'd lost a lot of mm. ground in the leagues and I've gone back up again. You know, I was above the average. So, um, look, you can either use your wild card, you can use your free hit, or you just replace Salah, you know, with one or two players. So, what we have here is your wildcard um, team. So you've made a couple of changes and this is a couple of options. So I'm going to let you talk through some of those options, but uh, w- you know, what have you done and have you left, you know, sort of enough money, I suppose, for Salah to come back in? Right. Well, this is a squad projection. So what I did first of all was I'd just been the whole squad. That's what I did. So I got rid of pretty much everyone and just immediately just brought back in the players that I know have done really well for me all season long. So the, the mainstays of that, with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo in defence. Then when we kind of went from my midfield, Jota. So Jota's been on the team for ages. I think now with Salah going to the AFCON, you must have Jota in your team 100%. And you should have Jota in your team for the rest of the season. And then kind of I kept my City players there with Bernardo and, and Foden, because again, they'll be rotated in and out. In the front line, stuck with Antonio. reason why I went with Antonio as captain last week, by the way, is he's the number one ICT player in the whole of FPO and has been all season long. So the stats are telling you that he's having a big effect on winning and actually doing things for um, for his football club. And then 
Dennis. And Dennis has been the surprise of the season. We obviously just talked about him. So I kind of played around with it. I brought in other players and this would be a wild card team. So kind of if I just sold everyone, it'd be like 26 points or something horrendous losing. So obviously I can't do that. Um, but I kept Alonso and I brought in Regulon. So kind of as a double up there, both got uh, double game weeks. Uh, and Lawton as well at, uh, at Burnley. Last year, I only had Lawton in my team for one week. I just brought him for one week and he got something like 20 points. And that was it. And he didn't score another point for the rest of the season. I thought it was like the steal of forever. And he's like 4.4 million, you know, last year, last year and this year. Just really, really clever way to get someone like him in Burnley with double game week. Then I got Madison. I kind of drafted him in my first draft here, then kind of went off it because I don't really like Leicester's long-term options. I brought Bowen in for permanently uh, and Bowen is my Salah replacement. So I think when you look at it, as I said, people are going to look at Salah. They're going to bank the money, aren't they? They're going to go Ronaldo, Son. They're going to look at like um, Harry Kane. They're always looking at premiums. And what we've told you at the start of the season to this point now is that the premiums are not doing it. So you could bring in Bruno Fernandes. That might work. But I think Bowen is in better form. West Ham are in better form than Man United. So I brought him in. And he's someone that I would like to now pursue and keep in my team. But I think when you kind of look at the front line, kind of speaks for itself, Antonio, Dennis and Marpai. We talked about Marpai already. So this would be my kind of team for a wild card if I felt tempted. But as I've explained, I'm not tempted enough. I don't see enough points to burn a whole wild card for. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think it's a really strong squad, Rob, from sort of back to front. You're looking at the, the points as well. It's very interesting. There's actually... Not really a premium player. I mean, barring obviously Trent, we, we count Trent as a premium defender. But if you look at him in the grand scheme of things, and his points return, he's, he's playing like a he's playing like a premium player, isn't he? You know, someone that's worth twelve mm. million. So he's he's a must have. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, look, it's it's a lot of sixes and sevens. You know, high sevens. You know, sort of million valued players. No one really of uh, huge value, and I think that's that's really the story of the season so far for FPL. It's the most balanced season of all time. You know, you've never been able to pick five defenders, five midfielders and three attackers at these prices because in years gone by, you always had to lean on your super premiums to get you through. And the only super premium that's performed is, is Salah. So Trent is expensive at 7.9, you know, as expensive as it gets for defenders, but he's just solid gold. You know, he's on the pitch. He's taking everything, he's taking set pieces, he's scoring goals, getting man the matches, all sorts. But besides that, I think when you look across it, that would be my team if I, if I wanted to rip it up. But as I'm going to show now, I've put together another three teams, an option one, an option two, and an option three of what you can do by losing Salah and then bringing in maybe players that will give you long-term options, but also give you a little bit of a bounce in this double game week. We want to that now, Rob, and we're going to talk about uh, the first option of uh, just getting rid of Salah, no wild card, and you went for Salah for Bowen. Now, yes. looking at that team, talk through that team a little bit because obviously you've got Reese James out, so you haven't got rid of Reese James. You've just essentially benched him, haven't you? You haven't lost any points. You banked seven point mm -hmm. eight million. Uh, you, you've got Wangs. You have got a couple of injury problems. Livermento as well. You know, he he's looks like he's doubtful. So you've really just thought. I'm just going to bring in probably the informed player currently in FPL, Bowen. Yep. And I'm going to bank the money and I'm happy with the options I've got. You know, they've been good. They've been giving returns and, and you've not done too much, have you? You haven't gone too crazy. 
No, as long as I can put a formation out that allows me to score points this week, then I've kind of gone with that. So my back line, I would probably pick Alonso, Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo. So still three very strong players. Um, Reese James will obviously be benched because he's injured. Livermento is 50, it's a 50-50 at the moment. So he might be, but he'll be on my bench anyway. And when you go for the midfield, I would play the whole of that midfield. Martinelli, Bowen, Jota, Bernardo and Foden. Again, a staple midfield that's kind of done it all season long, adding in Bowen for Salah. Uh, and then up top, I would go with Antonio and Dennis. So it'd kind of be a 3-5-2. And as long as no one gets injured, as long as there's no kind of strange selections, I should be okay. And I think you have to gamble and think of it like that this week. Because if you burn your wild card and you bring in players and the double game week doesn't work out, then what do you do next week? So I think that this team will carry on scoring points way beyond this double game week, just because they're strong options and strong for their teams. Do you know what I mean? Like Someone like Dennis, good double game week option, but he's been brilliant all season long. He's been the number one striker in FPL. Antonio has said number one ICT player of every position on the pitch in, in FPL. Bowen, you know, the trending player. You know, Alonso, the kind of player that if Chelsea doesn't keep a clean sheet, he goes and gets assists and goals, doesn't he? So you've got to think of it like that. So that is the first option that I've put up. But the big thing there is, as you said at the top, 7.8 million in the bank. What does that mean? It means that in four weeks time, when Salah comes back, I can do whatever I want. You know, so you've got to, I'm, I'm not doing it to be clever to keep the money, but I don't see any options that makes me want to spend the money today. I don't go, well, you know, that's 7.8 million need Ronaldo. Cause a lot of people will do that this week. A lot of people will just go, this is my chance to get Cristiano in my team. So, you know, especially United fans, obviously, who are on the hunt and want United players. And Harry Kane as well. It'd be very easy for me to, say, lose Antonio and sticking Kane at that price to still have a few million left over. But I don't want to do it because, to me, Antonio is the, the more informed player. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, look, I'm looking at your team and uh, I have got the, the Salah question this week. I have to take Tony out, Rob. It has to happen for me. I need to. I need to go. And I'm looking at Mopay. I'm looking at. I'm looking at your team, and I have been considering Foden as well. And while it'd be great to bank the money, I think for me, like we met, you mentioned earlier, Foden, Foden could could play false nine and go and get a couple of goals and you know a couple of assists. Um, you know, over you have to sell two Salah. games. You yeah, have to I have. Sell to, Salah. I have to sell Salah. Yeah, it's too yeah. much. It's too. It's too much of a waste to have him sitting on my bench for four weeks. Um, totally, so, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. So that's how I'm sort of trying. And, and Tony, like, if you keep Tony, he might just give you a pleasant surprise. He's got a double game week, and even if he's on your bench, you know, Matt, he might be your first or second option on your bench, even your third option. You might find that there are injuries this week, as we can see in my team here. That there are people who are kind of on the peripheral, might well be, you know, be, be sitting out. Someone like Trent Foden might sit out. Dennis might sit out. Livermento might sit out, and then of course you got someone, a little nugget on the bench, and he might go and get you a goal and a goal. And that will be like 12 points on top of maybe performance points as well. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the uh, the second non-wildcard week. Again, look, selling Salah, which is which is what you have to do. And you've also sold Wang and you bought in Bowen again, and we've discussed Bowen, but, but Mope as well. That would take a minus four hit. You know, potentially yeah. this team, Rob, can give you more of a return, though. I know, obviously you're going to be losing minus four, but Mopo could go and score a couple of goals and, you know, he he's very capable. He's still got 6.7 million in the bank. Yeah. So this would be an option. This is the second option of where you would burn some points. I always talk about not burning points. 
So at the moment, my team is something like 3,800th in the world. If I burn four points, I'll be about 7,000th in the world. So I'm kind of moving down the table to buy players. Now, I don't really like that. That's a, I think that's a kind of regressive way of playing FPL. The idea is to be as high as you can. So you only really burn points when you really have to. But in this scenario, I would lose Salah and, as you said, lose Wang and bring in Marpay, obviously, who's on a double game week, and Bowen, who's obviously been sensational. And that would give me $6.7 million in the bank. Am I going to do that? As it stands, the answer to that is no. Because do I then want Malpai in that blank game week in weeks to come? So you see that way I'm thinking. So it's kind of, there's got to be a, a real excessive reason for me to burn points because I'm relying that Malpai will get me a goal in one of those two games, which will be the four points that I lose. But I've already lost those points. So why am I trying to gain them back? I might as well keep them. Yeah. So I might as well put Wang on the bench and then just know that Wang's not going to affect my team, not going to affect my score. So I think sometimes, again, people, I think having a strong bench is really important if you can manufacture it. But don't be buying players in, certainly for burning points, to put them on your bench. It just doesn't make sense. Sit on a player for a week or two, maybe move them out when there's kind of more natural flow. But I like that team. You know, I really do, because I think Malpai has got chance of scoring for, in those two double game weeks. And I think Bowen has said will be a mainstay for weeks to come. I think when Salah is back, I won't be selling Bowen for Salah. You know, I might be looking at a Martinelli here or someone like might one of those City players. I might think, well, Foden's form's gone or Bernardo's not playing as well or as, or as often because De Bruyne's playing more or something like that. And then I'd be bringing back Salah for one of those players. Where does the captaincy bit sit as well? I know we'll talk about the final, the third non-wildcard team, but the captaincy point is a difficult one because I was just gone, mm. Salah, Salah, Salah. Um, where are you Where are you sort of angling? I mean, let's maybe pick out two or three players that you would be thinking, yeah, I might captain them. I think that, again, in this in this game week, you would normally be looking for someone from a double game league to try and exploit that. So that's what I did last week with Antonio. But this week's a bit weird because, as we said, there isn't really some great doubles up there. Even Dennis, you know, because he's injured, you know, do you really make that that chance and choice to say that he's definitely going to play, definitely going to score? Um, I think across the board and looking at my team, I kind of quite like Trent at the moment. I think they've got a good matchup. They're playing Brentford, aren't they, I believe? Is that right? Kind of Is it Brentford this week? I'm not quite sure. I've forgotten already. Um, but they've got a good game week this week. And obviously Liverpool... They're going to rely, I think, on other players, obviously, while their superstars are away. So you might see that Trent might move further up into midfield or something like that. Um, Jota is a good option as well, I think, for Liverpool. But then I think the City options, I don't captain them generally because of the rotation with Guardiola. But I think on a, a kind of a wildcard moment, I think Dennis would be a good shout. But this week is going to be complicated. I said there's no real obvious choice to say, yep, that should be your captain. It's going to be more on feel. Like So last week, you chose Bowen, but the truth is, it's a guess. So you've got Bowen, and it worked, and you're happy, and that's where you roll the dice every now and then, and you get what you want. But you didn't just roll the dice. You had the West Ham contingent in there. You felt that that was the calculation. That was the gamble. You got Bowen. You, you were rewarded for it. It could have been the other way around with Antonio. So it's always about doing it like that. It's kind of not just making a kind of big statement. As I said, people will get Ronaldo this week. And what would they do? Double game week, make Ronaldo captain. Might work. It might work. But the form book is telling you it won't work. 
Yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's going to be a difficult one. Now, <laughs> Salah was the one that you were like, I'm going to do it every single week. And, yeah, uh, I just you, gave you know, up. He, After about you... six weeks, yeah. I just went, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not thinking anymore. Just keep... He could be captain. He scores every week. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he only, he's only blanked out three game weeks, I believe, which is mm. absolutely staggering. Three game weeks out of, what, 22 yeah. or 21? That's just... It's almost unheard of. It's, it's Ronaldo levels, you know, back in back in the day. But uh, totally. the final team, Rob, uh, the third and on World Card Week, we've seen Salah, and now you have eventually got rid of Reese James for mm-hmm. Bowen the regular. And I would regular in my team. I think he's a, he's a really good option, especially with their double game week. I know Spurs. Spurs are a funny one because at times they can look like against Liverpool, they looked absolutely fantastic. We saw them again in the. Uh, League Cup against Chelsea, and they were awful. And whenever you ask a Conte team to play twice <laughs> they sh- in a week, they struggle. And it's, it's one of the reasons why I struggled in Europe. I'm still a big Conte fan. I still have faith in Regulon. He'll be starting in my team this week, especially with a double game week. Um, but again, look, it is always Bowen, then plus another. Yeah, I think that this is the one I like the most if I'm going to burn the four points that I was talking about. Because I think Regulon will give you long-term value. So... You know, you lose Reese James, got no choice about that. That's four weeks. That's out of the pan. You've got to bring someone in. You need a fullback that gets goals and assists. And that is a progressive player. That's the way I look at it. You could have added another Chelsea player in there. You could have just brought someone like Rudiger, who's been excellent in the last few weeks in FPL. I think he's up to like fourth or fifth. But of course, I've always preached the whole thing about having fullbacks. So you don't want more Chelsea players because you've got this blank game week coming up. Bowen, as we've talked about, and then it's about combinations, about how you're going to do it going forward. So would I then this week, if I brought Regulon in, am I going to four at the back? Am I doing Alonso, Regulon, Trent and Cancelo? Well, I might do, but then it kind of ruins my midfield plans a little bit. So I might be able to play 4-4-2 and put Martinelli on the bench and then have Antonio and Dennis up top. But I think I always think like that. I always think about what am I using? How am I going to use it? How am I actually going to find a way? Um, and this would be, I think, if I was really tempted to burn that four points, I would do it this way and I would have 8.4 million in the bank. And that does matter as you go forward. I think definitely when you're using your wild card, there will be one week in the next 16 weeks or whatever it is where it all just goes to pot. Yeah, you'll turn, you'll flick your, your phone on and you'll have eight injuries and you'll be like, wish I had my wild card. It happens every year to every one. And that's when it pays off to have a bit of money in the bank. And that's why every year I've kind of, the 10 years I've played FPL, I've always done, I've tried to accumulate a little bit of money because it goes a really long way. 8.4 million is huge. Like you really should be using as much money as you can. But I think with Salah coming back in potentially two weeks, you might only miss two game weeks if Egypt crash out. There's always that option of bringing him back early. But it also gives you like untold flexibility. You know, so I don't know. There's a few kind of questions popping up here. We'll answer before we go. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll answer some of these questions. I think it's a good. good yeah. place to start. Uh, I've gone for Ronaldo, Kane, and Dennis into strike. I'm going to let you comment on that, Rob. Well, it, it's it, okay. That's cool, and it might work. And then obviously uh, Usman will be celebrating on Twitter. But I think it's more a case of what you're doing with the rest of your team. So like it, you know, that's so much money to put on two players. And they might do it. They really might. Like Ronaldo, we know he does this. You know, he might, he's been awful, you know, he's been awful at times. He's been really good at times. Kane, the same. Kane is kind of like, you're always waiting for Kane to fire, aren't you? But Dennis, uh, I think he's now 6.1 or 6.2, started the season off at 5.2. 
That's the player that gets you over the line. That's the player that wins you your league because it's a differential. Ronaldo and Kane are not, not massive differentials, but there will be a lot of people this week that go for probably just one of them. I don't know many that will go for two. It's a big gamble, but it might be a gamble that pays off. But it's not great if you're back four then only get you eight points because you've got four players from Newcastle or something like that. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> Newcastle and Burnley back twos. And you kind of think, mm, not so sure. I mean, he's also asked thoughts on Lookman. He's my dark horse pick. That's a that's a nice pick, actually. Yeah. It's an interesting he's... pick for for Leicester. The only thing about Lookman, Rob, is that he's been he doesn't start every single week. So you know that for me, I'm thinking. Mm, but he's a he's a he's a interesting option for Leicester for sure. Good player, Lookman might not play. So it, it, this is the thing. I think when when it leans towards players that are fringe and peripheral. So like you talked about Delo. And Delo might have given you a couple of good game weeks, but the issue I think with Delo is that he's in a battle with Wan Bissaka. So you just really don't know. It's a toss of a coin of whether he'll even get on the pitch. So I, I, that's how I kind of do it again. When I look at my team, there always might be one or two fringe players, but if they're going to play, then I'll I'll give it a go. So Livramento is a really like obvious option at the start of the season. 4 million, 4.1, 4.2. And it was like, well, is he is he even going to be in the squad? Suddenly, he's just played every week. And he was getting returns. So that's the way I look at it. I think Harry Kane will definitely play because Sun's out. Will Ronaldo play? I'm not so sure. I'm not sat here going, Ronaldo is a stone cold, absolutely, you know, on the nose selection for Aston Villa. Because if he's still got a little bit of a, a, a knock and he did have a muscle injury, you are not going to tell a 36-year-old to play. He might even miss both games, the double game week. So then you spend all that money, 12 point whatever a million on, on an icon who gets you zero points and zero points is a lot of money to waste on an icon. Well said, Rob. Sort of final word, what's your biggest tip this game week? Patience. It's kind of like my, my tip on football in general, isn't it? Patience. Is, I seem to say it all the time. I sound boring. Um, but yeah, patience. Because I I looked at this week, last week, and I thought, this is a good week. You know, there's going to be loads of opportunity. It's a double. And then I started to dig into it. And when I cr constructed that squad the first time, I kind of did my mock squad. And I went, this is horrible. Too many players clashing against each other. Tottenham players against Leicester players, Burnley players against the wrong kind, kind of clubs against Watford strikers. I don't want that because even if one lot do well, the other lot don't do well because the other lot have done well. Do you know what I mean? So it's no good having a Burnley player if Watford smash five past them and I get, you know, points for Dennis and King. So that's what you have to be really careful of this week is that you're not overly tempted by the double game week and just know that you need to keep one of those chips back. Keep a chip back. I've still got my bench chip and um, I've obviously used both of my free hits now. Uh, I used my captain hit early in the season and it, it fell apart. It was just, I kind of rolled the dice quite early on just to get you going. And I think it was a captaincy is a good one of doing it, but try and keep your January wild card because I think there's going to be so many twists and turns with injuries and stuff. And we know, don't we, with COVID, that COVID will strike again. And COVID will cancel games. And then what will happen? In those last two, three, four, five, six game weeks, they might be cramming in tons of matches. And that's when you want to go, ah, I've got a wild card and I'm going to target this like mini season of six games. And I'm going to keep this wild card in my pocket for the next few weeks and months. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a really, really strong... I was going to pay my bench boost a couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks ago. I, my bench was really, really strong. And just COVID decimated that. I mean, I look, I'm sitting here. I've used one free hit, but I've still got a free hit. I've got 
the triple captain still. I've got the wild card and I have the bench boost. So I'm in a good position here. Um, and, and you know, I'm moving up my leagues. I had a very, very poor start. Then I started re-watching the show. I mean, how stupid was that, Rob? Wasn't even watching, <laughs> or you wasn't even listening to any of the tits of the show. And I was just doing dumb stuff. Um, well, yeah, look, I'm, I'm slowly chipping away. I'm not, not anywhere near you. Not too, not too far, but not, not near enough to overtake you. But look, you are the self-proclaimed uh, FPL, FPL king. Guys, look, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us today. Make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share this with your friends. Let us know your teams as well. Rob tweets out his t- team every single week, you know, with his results. Put your team under there as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, compare and asking questions. He's more than happy to do that. Make sure you give us a phone at TF Mascots. Rob, I'll let you say a last word in a second. Yeah. Give us a phone um, at Tade underscore Barney and at underscore Rob underscore B. Yes, Rob, what is your final word? I was just going to say, share. please share the show. Like, this is the thing we talk about. We do the same thing every week, don't we? Share, subscribe and all of this. But lots of you guys have been with us from the beginning across all the shows that we do. And you watch every show. You comment in every show. You, you talk about it on Twitter. And that's all fantastic. Get subscribing. Get your friends to subscribe everyone this is kind of how we build it because the more we get the, the more chance there is for us to kind of build shows that we want to make um we've got loads of plans and stuff that we want to do and we'll share that with you across twitter throughout the rest of the season but you are the guys that that make us do it you know if you don't if you don't share stuff if you don't talk about the show then we just don't do it it's the way it is so something like the fpl show has been a kind of something a bit different for the masterclass but this is the fpl masterclass we kind of wanted to make something that was specific to this game that everyone loves. So I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you continue to enjoy it. And I hope that obviously if you'd followed our team from day one, you would probably be in the top 10,000 comfortably in the world, you know, even if you've just taken the main hints and tips. And that's really what this show is about. It's being as high as you can in that global league. I think I'm top two, I'm top 4,000 at the moment. Oh, I got that 70 odd points this week. I went down and I was like, what? So I went from 2,500 to like 3,800. But, but 3,800 out of two, was it 8.7 million? Yeah, I should be all right with that. Look, I'd take that if that was me. But guys, look, have a fantastic game week. Good luck. And we'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 